Okay, okay. Um, thank you very much again tonight. Uh, I'm your favorite co-host for just 90 minutes. And with me today is, as you already know, David Adey, who happens to be the host, and Tifa, Legal Fantasy, Cindy, and General Fee. Uh, you know how we always do it every Monday by 8.30? So we are expecting you guys to come up today and talk about the topics. And just as every other day, we really have nothing to say about this. All we're going to be doing is probe questions and, you know, try as much as possible to hear from everybody that we can possibly take. And um, today, our topic today for the session is going to be, what is the role of luck in success? Um, how do we start this? David, would you like to give us a background on this, on this topic? Just a minute um, good evening, everyone. Um just going for that. The sound was poor earlier. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know what happened. Um, background. I mean, this this is as relaxed as relaxed can be. This talk is just um, just for us to share what we think about success, the different variables that that maybe we don't really pay attention to, but actually contribute to success. With maybe some more focus on luck, but of course you can bring in other things. Um, so yeah, um, this doesn't really need a background. It's just how much of success do you think? is based on luck and in the same vein how much of it do you think is based on hard work and every other thing you can think of that, that contributes to success so we don't really need plenty of background or intro on this one so um, just come let's talk let's keep it relaxed and enjoy the evening okay thank you very much david um tifa do you have anything to say before we move on to the speakers Hi guys, um, how are you doing? Welcome to the new week. Uh, no, I don't have anything much to say. I think David has pretty much said it. Um, I think this is a very relaxed conversation. I think that we all would be learning a thing or two from each other from this conversation. And I'm looking forward to all your opinions and I'm looking forward to learning from everybody today. Okay. Uh, I don't know about Cindy and Faye. Anything? Faye, what about you? Yeah. Cindy? I was listening, nothing from me. Yeah, riding on David's mandate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see everyone is riding on David's mandate. Um, well, I've, I, I know everyone has said nothing to say, but before we start picking on speakers and all that, um, tell me, um, Cindy, what do you think is, is important when you're talking about success? Do you think it's hard work? Do you think it's luck? Do you think it's fear? What exactly do you think it is? Tell me. I think the first thing for me would be self-awareness, right? Yeah. Um, before you think yeah. about success, know where you are in your journey, know where you are in your goal, know where you are in your career, right? So what does success look like for you? Because it's very easy for you to get turned up on the word success and think, oh my God, I want to be successful. And then you're looking at someone else, right? And not your own personal journey. What is success like for you? Where are you at in that journey? Like, where do you think you're going to be in that journey? And do you think that you're even giving yourself goals that are attainable? Yes, be audacious, right? But if you're sitting down in Lagos and your goal is to be the Prime Minister of London in the next 10 years, are we setting the right goal, right? So it's like, dream big, go hard. But even in dreaming big, dream realistically big. So I think that's the first thought in my head. Thank you very much, Cindy. Thank you very much. 
So if I understand what you're saying properly, you're talking about self-awareness, you know, the ability to understand where you are and where you want to get to. Uh, I think I think that I think that goes a long way. It affects a lot of things, especially when you talk about success. Um, there are a lot of people that have plans, you know, but it's one thing to have a plan. It's one thing for you to know. It's another thing for you to know where exactly you stand at that point when making the plan. Are you starting from the beginning? Are you starting from the middle? How exactly do you go about it? Uh, and it's important, like you said, self-awareness. So, yeah, moving on. Tifa? Um, yeah. Before we start accepting people, uh, just this particular conversation, the role of luck in success, I feel like uh, to some extent, um, there is, a little extent, there is... There, well... For some people, luck does come into play um, in the sense that, yes, be hardworking, be consistent, um, all of that stuff, like I highly recommend. Um, you can't just sit on your ass and wait for, for you to be lucky. You have to put in the work. You have to upscale yourself, all of that, in order to, in order to attain success. Well, depending on your definition of success, but I feel like irrespective of what your definition of success is, it's something that has to be worked towards. Um so um, for some people, uh, they put in the work and get the results. And for some people, in the, in the process of putting in the work, um, they, do, they, they do lock out, especially um, with, let's take, let's take content creators, for instance. Uh, for a lot of content creators, you'd have seen that, oh, before they quote and quote blue, they have been putting in a lot of work. And but then there's some people, especially in like the, let's, call, let's say the basic definition of success where you're like, um, where you want to be in your career, so to speak. Let's use down for example. While some people, they actually um, put, this is just literally their first their first video and it just bangs. Do you get? Not because they haven't put in some work into it, yes, but obviously they don't put in as much work as the other person has put into it, but then they locked out and it happens to them faster and quicker, if you get what I mean. While some people, I promise you, can hard work and label until from now to tomorrow and it won't yield anything. So I think... Um, we we just literally ori ori onikaluku. Sorry, my Yoruba is not the best, but ori onikalukuyato basically. Um, for some people, yes, luck. For some people, it's basically hard work that takes them to where they need to be. And for some people, oh more, they put all the work and still nothing. You get what I mean? But yeah. Thank you very much, Sifa. Um, <clears throat> the topic again for those people that were not here when we started. It's what is the role of luck and success. So basically, we want to hear about what you think leads to success. What do you think is more important? Is it luck? Is it hard work? Uh, is it tenacity? What exactly do you think leads to success? And you know, in in, in the context of this topic, I'm 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 actually thinking exactly what 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 exactly do we define luck as in the context of this topic? You know, Fee, yeah, you have the mic. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Um, so, okay, I, I just have a question, and I think it's kind of related to what you just talked about because um, I wanted to know if, well, to me, I really don't like using the word luck, but do you think there's a, I don't know, do you think there's a difference between luck and grace? Because sometimes I'm, you know, it's, I don't like using luck. I like using the word grace because sometimes you find yourself in situations where you probably get an opportunity and ideally or realistically 
you would not have imagined yourself getting that kind of opportunity you you don't even let's say <clears throat> if it's a job opportunity now you don't even qualify for it you don't even have the necessary requirements for it but somehow some way you just you know such an opportunity just lands on you um in that kind of situation or in that kind of context i usually term it as you know grace or you know being favored basically so do you think i don't know if if they are the same or is there a clear difference or what do you guys believe in yeah david you 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 have the floor yeah um to answer first question i think they are depending on on what you believe in really just um, fact or another is, yeah yeah a, a christian will attribute what a pagan will call luck as to grace so it's it's basically the domain under which you operate or the domain within which you operate so if you're spiritual, you, you connect to God, um, you will see simple, certain things as miracles, okay? If, if a doctor or you, you're sick and then all of a sudden you get huge, you can see that as a miracle, whereas someone that does not believe in what you believe in uh, will interpret it differently. So I, I think that is a function of, of what you're connected to. If you're connected to science, if you're connected to, to God, you're connected to religion and things like that. And in terms of success, um, just, just to give my tiny contribution to this topic, um, the one thing that I can say for sure is going by how the world measures success today, there is no underlying denominator for all the successful billionaires in the world today. There's actually nothing that really connects them, apart from the fact that they have money. Um, and going by that, I would say there's actually no formula to success. You can try. Um, you can keep trying. Um, but I don't believe there's any proven, sure, reliable formula to success. And I'll leave it at that for now. I think, um, David, before we let speakers, I think there's a speaker now, so before we let them speak, I think I want to add what you just said, because I'm, I'm on the same, um, should I say, belief as you. And I think I don't, I won't say, I don't call anybody 100% lucky. I don't really say people are lucky, because most times what you see as luck is just years of silence building. It's years of networking that wasn't loud. It's years of secrets that you didn't know about. And you just hear me call this person on the job at, at Google because she walked into there and she met the manager and the manager liked her. Okay, why did the manager like her? Because she spent years researching how to speak in top places. Because she spent time practicing her personality. She spent time knowing the words to say, the key words to use. So oftentimes when people say that guy is just lucky, I don't see... I mean, in some cases in Nigeria, we've seen people just get things because they know the right people, right? But when you leave that mindset of like, now who know now who know who know rude when you go out to like other countries and you say somebody's just lucky when you look at like the middle class people in the uk for example and you hear their story and you hear it deeply i know people that told me oh my god i was just lucky enough to be in this area yes there was that luck but when you ask them how did you finally get that job last last like what did you finally how did they like you she went, oh she liked, she liked, them. She liked my, my personality she liked that i had the same hobbies as her she liked that there's always something underlining towards that word that we call that we call luck. I don't see it as aimless grace or or on unwarranted favor. I feel like even in that luck, that person that has received that luck has done some work to get to that place in that sense. So yeah. But I think we have speakers now, so I'll hand over to you. Let's see. Thank you very much, um Cindy. Um I think I'm sorry, just to finish up on what Cindy said, I think she's just trying to say um opportunity and preparedness equals luck, basically. That's, I think that's just it, which I highly believe in.
Thank you very much. Um, Nams, you have the mic, please. Yeah, hi, guys. Good evening, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you. Um, that was a very good uh, take, Cindy. Uh, so, uh, for me, I believe in grace. Yes, there's still luck. And why I say I believe in grace, I'll talk from the Christian perspective. I'm not dismissing um, any um, take of uh, on, on people that do believe in luck and all of that. Yes, luck do exist. And I'll give my... Uh, I'll use biblical examples to um, buttress my points. Now, um, first off, when, it, when we talk about grace... Yes, of course, there's grace. And I'll start with the story of Esther in the Bible. We all know the story of Esther. For those of us that are Christians, I think even uh, for those of us that are Muslims, it was recorded in the Quran. Now, for the Bible said, Esther found favor before the king. I think that was, um, I can't remember the name of the king. Yeah, she found favor before the king. And what, what what's the favor that uh, the Bible was talking about? It was the grace of God that did abide with Esther. And then, uh, secondly, for the case of Joseph, now, uh, Cindy talked about preparedness, which is 100%, like, very good. Now, you have to prepare for the opportunity when it comes. Now, Joseph had the opportunity when he was brought before Pharaoh the first. Now, he was able to interpret the dream and say, okay, this is what Egypt will be, this, this, this. And then he did also profess, um solution to the problem that uh, would uh, befall Egypt. So that's um, the Bible talking about grace and then preparedness. And also, um, secondly, uh, for the case of Joseph, and he found favor before Pharaoh. That's grace, the grace of God that was with um, Joseph. Yeah, of course, grace did abide with Joseph because God knew that it was through the lineage of Joseph, the children of Israelites would escape captivity from uh, the Egyptians. And then lastly, for the case of David, when he stood against Goliath, it was still the grace of God that was with David because God knew that the lineage of his beloved son, Jesus Christ, would definitely come from David. So it was still that grace. Then when it comes to luck, of course, I've seen a lot of people get things very easy. Maybe you can go to the casino and then you use the poker or like maybe you roll the dice, you get double six and all of that. That is luck. Absolutely fine. It's a natural phenomenon. Now, um, I think it was Cindy that talked about maybe the world billionaires and all of that. Now, I was telling a friend the other day now, you don't have to be a Christian for you to be prosperous. If you do a very like deep study on how successful these guys are, and then just take, take for one second and study them, you see that there are some ethical principles that these guys follow to achieve what they want to achieve in life. So it's not by just sitting down, folding your arms, and then waiting for manna to fall from heaven or wherever the manna is supposed to fall from. There are some ethical principles that these guys follow and then they adhere strictly to it. That's why today you see people who are not Christians, who are not Muslims, they are still prosperous because they follow these particular ethical principles, which everything also still falls between grace and luck. So I'll stop here for now. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Nams. I think David have a question for you. David, could you go okay, on? Okay, yeah. Go on. Not, not 
not not not really a question actually, but just because you took us to the Bible, I wanted to polish your point a little bit. Um, the story of Joseph that I used as an example. Um, every single thing that happened in that story has very little or nothing to do with Joseph and, and his brothers, by the way. Every single thing that happened there was just fulfillment of prophecy to preserve a lineage that will bring back bring Jesus. That's that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sorry, Joseph sorry to interject. To, yeah. yeah, sorry to interject, Dave. I did make mention of that because God knew that, of course, because of the lineage and all of that. Just uh, sorry, sorry yeah. to take you back. Just like for the case of Ishmael and Isaac. Of course, Ishmael came before Isaac. Ah, but the grace... Nams, nams, they, no, sorry, sorry. Go, but the, the grace the grace did abide <laughs> with Isaac, according to us, our Christian belief, which was recorded in the Bible. So sorry to just draw you back a bit. Sorry, you can carry it. No, no, it's fine. Right, it's fine, okay, it's fine. Thank you. No worries. It's fine. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much, Nams. Um, if I'm up, please, you have the mic. Hi, good evening, everyone. Um... I'm going to, we all believe in God, we all believe in, and like Nam said, um, a lot of people actually as family don't believe in God. I'm not invalidating the um, place of grace because I know how much it has brought us, but at the end of the day, it's more of a hard work thing. You can have all the grace in the world, and if you get, if you're not prepared, if you're not hardworking, you won't be able to sustain that grace. And even God, God, the Bible says, um, um there's this um faith um with faith you also have to work right it's in the bible so even when you are believing god for something you have to show your workings so as much as um success you say oh it was god's grace like cindy said um earlier there's a lot of hard work that has gone behind the scene a lot of things that have gone there you cannot um sit in your home and on a day to exam and be praying to god and expect that when you get to that exam hall you will pass then those that have been born in the midnight card will just we, we how how does that relate it doesn't work so as much as yes luck is a very a very important thing i feel like hard work comes there you cannot invalidate the place of hard work no matter how loved you are by god no matter how much you're god's favorite child if you do not put in the work if you don't work or if you don't also i feel like apart from work if you don't also set yourself in the right um, connections you don't put yourself in the right place to meet the right people because even at work you you're working and you're just doing your work and you're not connecting with people nobody will speak for you because sometimes a lot of internal politics actually if i'm now i'm taking it back to the corporate world a lot of internal politics happens inside the office so if you're going to the office and just minding your business you're just doing hard work and coming home then praying oga Things to express will leave you because even Joseph that we use as a reference, Joseph was gisting with prisoners. It was inside that it was those prisoners that went to go and speak to Pharaoh about him. Imagine if he was just praying to God, not interacting or anything. He would probably would probably not have heard of his story because he would still be he would just be he would have rocked in prison. So I really feel like yes, hard work is good, grace is great, but at the end of the day, if you're not hardworking, forget it. There's nothing. That can happen. You it, what you will just it will happen but to be the barest minimum. But if you are hardworking, a lot will happen for you. It will just be like bread and butter go together. I think luck and hard work is like bread and butter. It's you cannot remove one for the other. Thank you. 
If I might, I think I want to comment something that you said because I think I can relate to the, the personal story. There was a time when I was in uni and people, obviously, if anyone that knows me, I play like a mad person. Like, I have no respect for play. And it was so bad that people in my class, they had this thought of me that I didn't know that I existed, but they imagined that I was not a serious person because I did make up every day to class, every day, unfailingly. I drew my brows. <laughs> Apparently, those things were something that you were judged with when you were in uni. But when we had our first semester result come out, I joined school in 200 level and everyone was like coming to ask me. I didn't know they were asking me for a bad reason or they were asking me to like laugh at me or shame me. They were like, oh, what was the CGP? I was like, oh, 4.2. And they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you. And I'm like, I didn't even think it was a big deal. So I'm like, oh, yes. And they're like, prove it to us. I mean, I was small. I was new in the school now. So I was like, I didn't get what they're trying to do. So I showed them. I was like, oh, yeah, because I'm very proud of my, my zeros. And I'm very proud of my tens. I'm proud of my losses. I'm proud of my ways. If you check my timeline, I post about my ups and downs very publicly. I don't care. I have no shame. And it was then someone said, oh, my God, maybe she's just, um, Cindy, you are so lucky. But no one realized that before exams, because I have ADHD, I have anxieties a lot. Before exams, suddenly my brain starts to work and I'm able to read 10 things in a minute and fully understand them. Secondly, I picked the course that I actually liked. People were doing microbiology because they did not get into something else. I actually liked microbiology as a course itself. So when someone would see my results and see my grades, like, how are you in the first class? Oh, she's just lucky. People like her, blah, blah. But it was more than that. It was like every night when, when there was no one there beside me, I was at night reading my books all through the night because that's when, I, that's when I could read. I knew how to read. I knew how to play. But to somebody else watching from outside, it was luck, right? So that's why I'm very, I'm very big fan of did I pray every time to God? Obviously, hundred percent yes. I would. I, I. I'm not sure I can ever remove the, the prayer from grace and luck from itself. I think I will always add them together because I feel like they always come together. I don't know how to remove them, but that's because I'm a Christian, right? And that's something that I was that is in my in my blood to do. But there are also people who are not religious. Who, if I look at your life, I'm like, this looks like you are so lucky. But when they tell me what they've done to get there as well, there's no addition of god's grace in their story it's just them and the universe right them and what they've done every single day to get there so me i will always add god's grace but i can understand why they would not add to their own story um cindy if i get you right what you're saying is when you dip it there's actually nothing like luck i can't say that there's nothing like luck because once again it's something that i cannot say because some things have happened to me that I prepared for, but I also felt like there was a chance I would not get it. So is that self-doubt? Is that me being lucky? Is that me not being lucky? I feel like as a human being, with as a Christian human being, I'm not sure I can ever fully be able to articulate what my story has been like. I cannot say my story without mentioning God. Neither can I say without mentioning my hard work. So maybe somebody else can say that story for me, but me sitting down here, I can never really say there was no luck sometimes. Like, was I in the right place at the right time sometimes? Yes. I went late to an interview and because I went late, I met the CEO. What do I call that? Do I call that coincidence? Or do I call that luck, right? So I don't know. It's very, it's not very straightforward for me to be able to articulate it honestly. I won't lie. Thank you very, thank you very much, um, Cindy. You, 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 you know what? Um, the next person on the speaker session, Flawless, please, you have the mic. Hello and good evening, everyone. The, what is the role of luck in success? Which is the topic of discussion. I want to 
come out from the religious aspect again because I think we are gradually tilting a lot towards religion, which is perfectly okay. But then I think in my own personal opinion, when we talk about luck, I think it's just... Um, I don't know how I'm going to put it's like um forces aligning in your favor. Let me I think that's the best way I can I can say it. For instance, um let's say two Christians who are perfectly um suitable for a particular job and then they both go for the interview, they both pray to the same God. When we talk about grace now, it gives the picture like, oh, the other person does not have grace. But then when we look at it from the aspect of maybe just something worked in someone's favor, yes, it could be God, but then I don't want us to lay so much emphasis for people that don't believe in God. Those forces could be God. It could be nature. It could be anything. For instance, let's assume that we all... um there's this TV show, um, radio show, sorry, where people have been with it, hot, hot, show me the money, something like that. And well, I just listen, and then someone just wins 50,000 pounds. Yes, yeah, someone might say it's grace. I think it is luck. So this person has just become financially successful, in quote and unquote, as if with luck being the factor in the Yes, was there some level of preparedness? Yes, because they, you you have to first send the text and all of that. So yes, I think um, preparedness is one of them. But then in a situation whereby just one person have to be picked, then you can just be the lucky one. It's like a lottery. So just one person gets to be lucky. So I still believe that there's a huge role of luck in success. It goes back to even experiments for scientists. They try this, they fail. They try this, they fail. They try this, they fail. And then they just try something. And then they are lucky that it just works. So I, I still believe, then you can come down to weather. Sometimes you just say, oh, I I, I have this event on so so day. I, I just wish that it's, it will rain or I just wish that it's going to be a sunny day. And then it's just beast like that for you. But then there's someone else who has, uh, probably you want a sunny day because you have an outdoor event. Someone else is praying for rain because they've got maybe a dying crop or something. Then it just works in your own favor. So I just believe that there's a huge part of luck in success. Thank you. Flawless. So, the, um, between um, luck and hard work, which one do you think holds more weight when it comes to success? Definitely, hard work will we always come in terms of um, ranking before luck, because hard work is like a shortcut to success. At least, like you're sure of this, the light at the end of the tunnel to some, let's say, 90 95%. Then luck is, is like a 50-50 thing. It might work, it might not work. So definitely, I think um, hard work comes before any luck. Um, flawless. Sorry, I have a question for you. 
did, did you just say hard work is a is a short path to success? Is that what you said? Yes, I said to a very great uh, percentage, I would say maybe ninety percent, ninety five percent. Hard work is like a short path to like you are on the right road. Whether you get to your destination is another thing, but at least you're sure you're on the right track. So, do you do you think that the results of your hard work are heavily dependent on external forces? So, yes, you're working hard, but there are so many other forces that would make you see results or just waste your energy. Do, do you believe that? Do you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. Yes, I agree with that. That other forces have a, a say in in is for instance, let's say for instance, you are going for a practical driving test. You have done your you've done uh, registered for uh, ex, um, driving instructor. You have had all of these plenty preparations, and then you are just unfortunate that your examiner, the wife, offended him that morning, and you are the first person going to do the driving test and he just transfers the aggression on you and says you failed the test so despite you 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 put in the hard work then just an external force that you don't have control over just I, comes I in and then yeah I, I don't agree with that example by the way because if you've actually put in the work and you know your stuff whatever mood the instructor is in has actually no impact on whatever you do if you can drive well even if the instructor just came out from the grave if you don't make a mistake, they can fail you. Okay, so um, that's not the kind of external force you're talking about because in this particular example, if I have done the hard work, as you said, I have learned how to drive, I know my stuff, I don't care what the instructor is, I will pass. Now, okay? that is, it still comes down to, it's going to, I'm, I'm, that was like the first example that comes to my head. So, it it could be let, any let other me, thing. Me, yeah. Let me, let me, okay. Let me I have said that this scenario. example does not um, yeah. fit the description. Let, let me give you a better scenario. Um, you know, th there are there are levels that you can get to in this country with less efforts compared to if you were to put in the same effort in Nigeria. Okay. So, in that in this in this example, you're you're putting in the same level of hard work and commitment, but the only thing that is making the results visible is the environment in which you're putting in the hard work. So again, back to my original question. Do you think hard work is a short path to success? Because I'm, I'm, I'm putting it to you now that even the result of that hard work is heavily dependent on everything around that hard work and wherever that hard work is happening. So hard work in its, on its own, um, I think it's just good to um, keep your mind focused. It's good to stay positive and encourage yourself. But ultimately, the results of your hard work are hugely dependent on every other thing that you have little or no control over. So that's that's where I'm going with all this stuff. So hard work is really not a short path to success because hard work still needs to rely on so many other variables for it to even yield any result. Yeah, that's where the other five percent or ten percent comes in. Definitely more than five or ten percent. But okay. Okay, sorry, Dave. I have a question for you. The example you gave, so is it safe for us to say um, environmental factors or factor factors? Um, it's it, it, it's um, one of the major contribution or contributors to success. Absolutely, yeah. and I'll uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I'll I'll use an example to actually answer that question. Do you think if Elon Musk was in Nigeria and if you talked about Tesla in Nigeria. Do you think 
That dream will become a reality. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you know, I always tell people this thing. I, I use um, Ikoi and, let's say, a very one other like uh, remote parts in Nigeria. A child that is born in Ikoi, maybe that was born in uh, what's his estate where bank CEOs uh, live in Ikoi. Um, perhaps his span, what's his estate again? Where Funshaw Williams uh, used to stay there. Dolphin Estate Ikoi is more likely to succeed in life compared to a child that is born in maybe one remote place in Africa or, or in Nigeria. One, because of, I think, the network of friends he's got while growing up. And then the same child will leave Nigeria, attend one of the Russell group or Ivy League schools with a better network of friends and old-time classmates and then maybe someday become a top exec in um, one of the Silicon Valley uh, corporations. So I, I rightly agree with you. Um, environmental factors do play a very good um, role to success in life. So. I mean, we've seen it happen. It's like uh, for the case of a lot of people. So yeah, I agree with that. If, because if, if it's hard work, um, there are many hard work people in Nigeria. The system is just failing them. Um, so if, if it's work, the one thing that I can say categorically that, that I think we Nigerians have is, is resilience and grit to actually work hard. Um, and it's because it's instilled in us from, from like the get-go that you must work hard for everything. But then you come to this country and then you see that you don't even need a degree to, to live a very comfortable life. You don't need a degree to actually earn 50k, 60k in this country. And then that just puts everything into perspective because do you really need to work that hard? Because your train driver earns 50k a year. Your truck driver earns 60k a year. Some nurses don't earn 30k a year. So at the end of the day, all that book and everything. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, let's see. Who else is on the speaker session? Uh, okay, there's, there's nobody yet. Nah, I can't continue dropping all my all my nuggets for you people. But yeah, I I, I know I know there's a place for hard work. Um, but I'm not I'm not convinced that the hard work is enough. I'm not I'm not convinced that hard work is enough because if it's by hard work, ah, people they work. Oh, people they work. If it's by if it's by hard work, people are working really hard. I'm telling you, even even Elon Musk. I know when I don't know if you guys know when he had um issues with with. With production in Tesla, he was sleeping in the factory now. He was working really hard, um, but I mean, he's been doing that for years, anyways. But still, it wasn't really working. It wasn't really working. So um, I don't know where the breakthrough came from. But again, if it's by hard work, ah, it's, David, I know, I know. yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I think I want to talk about it from the Nigerian point of view because Nigeria is a very big anomaly that I, I, I sometimes struggle <laughs> to yeah <laughs> sometimes struggle to use Nigeria in any, in any example. And let me. Let me explain why, right? Even this talk of hard work, you're very right because a lot of Nigerians, if if anything, I always say is that the Nigerians are, are the most hardworking people that I've ever met in my life, and yet stories can just go very differently. Now, the reason why I won't use, I I struggle to use Nigeria in any sense of the word is just because there are so much more environmental nuances that determine how deep or how successful you can be in Nigeria. It's way more than just your hard work is way more than and you know the example that the other lady gave Flores about driving instructor that's a very good example in Nigeria it is a very good example in Nigeria that you can you can meet your lecturer on the wrong day and that is just a whole different story for you 
and no one's gonna help you. You can be, for example, let me let me use a bad lecturer that I had. I was doing medical bio, was it, was not medical microbiology something like that. Yes, and this man was just not having it, and and I thought I should put in more work, right? I did my hardest. I was having migraines. You know those migraines are your brain at the back will be talking to you like do 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 do. I was having migraines and I was putting in my hardest work. Until I realized that somewhere down the line, this man did not want us to read or pass. Nothing we could do was enough. He wanted to just be paid. Hence, we're just failing unreasonably. Now, if I did not dig deep to ask myself that question, like, why was this man acting this way? I would have been the most unluckiest person in my whole family that did not know that this man was asking for something more than just studies, right? Even going to the hospital, for example, you meet a bad nurse and your hospital journey that could have ended in two hours turns into, please, I've not seen this morning. Don't talk to me. When I eat, next, I'll, I'll call the next number. So I can't really use Nigeria in this conversation because in Nigeria, I feel like it's really luck. It's prayer, not even luck. It's prayer casting and binding, buying the person malt, greeting them good afternoon, leaning down for your madam at work, telling her, ah, your baby is so fine. You can't use Nigeria. Nigeria is not the best place to use. Like, and if, and truly, truly, if Elon was in Nigeria, he would have been successful because if you look at his family history, his, his, I think his father, his grandfather owned an emerald mine. If they owned that same mine in Nigeria, they would have, he would have, he would have been Elon because he would have found a way. Those are the Nigerian billionaires that we have here are still very focused on the small things about who buy the newest homage. That's why we are the way we are because we're dragging Gale with each other. If not, it probably would be very different. But using Nigeria is just the hard use. I cannot explain it because my my story in the UK and my story in Nigeria, like there are things that I did in the UK that I thought I thought I would get screamed at or I thought everything would just crumble. Nigeria has given me so much PTSD that I panic for little mistakes because I made that same mistake in, in, in Nigeria and I got screamed at like I was like I stole. I made a bigger mistake here and someone said, All right, it's done. Let's move forward. How do we and I'm like, hmm? They're like, Yeah, what are you gonna do? Cry? And I'm like, hmm. My old boss has told me, if you see your life, if they trained you right, you would not be I can't use Nigeria. I'm sorry, I can't use Nigeria at all. So yeah. Uh, we have hands, so let me stop speaking. <laughs> All right, Cindy, thank you. <laughs> sorry, I was, I was just laughing. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, of course, Nigeria is our country. We have no other country, but I think it's just uh, it, it's it's a shame when we see this kind of things like happen in Nigeria and all of that. Now, I understand your point. Huh? Where you're driving at, looking at it from uh, the macro economic side of view or social perspective. Now, I'll use Nigeria and then the UK as an example. Now, I'm not comparing two nations, but I, I, I just want to use a first world country and a third world country so I can do my comparison. Now, I'll start with the UK. Now, the um, the Industrial Revolution started in about, I think, 17th century, about 1736 or thereabout. started in the UK, Sheffield precisely. So then Sheffield was the city of steel and then the whole of England... Uh, UK, uh, per se, was built um, from the steel that was coming uh, from Sheffield. And then they had very good economics and all of that. And one of the very best, or the father of economics, Adam Smith, who propounded the law of. Now, if a machine can produce maybe 30 tons of, let's say, cement or like, or maybe 30 trucks of uh, paper or anything within one hour, then why are we using hand to still do these things when we can manufacture a machine that will make the production flow more efficient and then we translate to productivity? 
So for the case in Nigeria, uh, for for Nigeria now, a lot of things that we could have done more efficiently. That's what we see as hard work. I mean, I worked in an organization back in Nigeria. That if you don't leave the office by six or seven in the evening, to your bosses, you are not productive. They see working longer hours or doing just like you said, the eye service and all those things as you are working hard, you are working, but those things say so you're not working hard. That's why the productivity level in Nigeria is still very low. Do we have hard working people? Yes, we do. Do we have the working population? Of course we do. I think in the world we have one of the best, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 what will I say, workforce. But at the end of the day, are we efficient? We are not. Yeah, of course, we have a bigger GDP than South Africa because of our, our population and natural resources. But if you do a comparison with both economies, you see that the South African economy is much more efficient than the Nigerian economy. They are way, way ahead of us. Like, I, I don't think in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, if things continue like this, we won't near South Africa. We can't. Or should we talk about Egypt, Algeria, and some other countries that are doing far better than us? So when, when, when we're talking about hard work and all those things, so an average Nigerian, I'm talking from Nigerian perspective, if you've not spent hours maybe carrying one thing or doing that very hard something to the bosses, you are not productive. Meanwhile, in developed countries, a lot of things, they fix the system that with efficiency, like they've replaced all of it. You don't even need to sweat. I mean, all of us, are, by special grace of what we are all in the UK, we see how the system works here. Though sometimes in some organizations, even here in the UK, they want you to like spend hours to do those things and all of that. So I think there's a difference between working hard and working smart or working efficiently at the end of the day, which will translate to productivity. Thank you. No, I'm just don't speak right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just before we even like move too far away from the topic, let me just touch on that that issue of Nigerian efficiency. Um, I would say um, one thing I've noticed in this country in whatever time I've spent is that the white man is obsessed with improving processes. When I say obsessed, like it's it's a very weird obsession that they are doing something that looks almost perfect, but they still have sleepless nights trying to improve it. It's the opposite for us. We are so comfortable with ease, um, and we just stay where we are. So that's that's what the problem is. I'll I'll give an example. I'm on Indiflex, and sometimes every now and then I I, I pitch shifts like maybe because I, I have like a long weekend or I just need quick cash or whatever. So um sometime last year maybe October ish I think I think I did the very first one in, in a Tesco store replenishment assistant. Some of you might know what that is. So you stock the shelves. I remember vividly last year when I did that job, I used to put the cartons of because I was maybe you're doing drinks or biscuits or whatever. You put the cartons on the floor. When you're done, you clean up where you've worked. I did one again recently. I did one this year. And guess what? They now have racks. They have like, slightly like beans that they hang on the shelves where you can put those cartons. So something as simple as that just shows you like, these guys cannot help but continue to think about how to improve. So just six months ago, I had to put the packs on the floor. And when I'm done, I pack up. Six months after, now there is provision for where to put the packs so I don't have to do that process again. Do you know how much time that saves already? That already that leads to action already improves productivity. And I think that's where we get it wrong in Nigeria. But again, um, I think population is a big part of the problem. But again, I don't want to go too far from the topic. So um, I think our next speaker is um, Z Dam Dam. So yeah, Dam Dam, over to you.
Hi, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. We can hear you. Go on. All right. Um, so on the topic, the role of um, luck in success, I think I'll start by saying that um, luck and success maybe really shouldn't be in the same statement. And my first point would be the definition of luck to me, which I think is not something that um, relies on your own ability. It's something that most, in most cases you are not qualified for. It's something that is literally not in your control. I think one good example I can cite is um, lottery. Maybe um, those who do sport betting, casinos, you probably don't have any skill, but you get it or you win the lottery. While for success, I think there is a heavy reliance on what you can control, your skills, your qualification, um, your strategic movement, um, going for events that you probably wouldn't go for just because you want to see someone who is connected, just good relationship and all of those things. And um, to say a bit of my personal story as well was one time I, did, I didn't have the qualification for a job and my friend did. I literally told my friend, let's apply for this job. And he got called for that job. That's, I think, to me, is success because he had the qualification. And um, before I moved over to, I'm based in Ireland. If I moved over to Ireland, I literally just checked a few people who were doing things that I wanted to do, who were getting jobs. And I saw that there was a certification that I was missing. And I literally applied. I took the exam and I applied for the job and I got it. Right. And I think for me, that's also success. But when we talk about luck, it's not really what you, you, it's not really your skills or your qualifications that matter. It's just something that comes to you by chance. You are not exactly qualified. You just have that thing and you get, you get it. And um, another thing I wanted to mention is um, in, in, this, in this conversation, where does opportunity come to play? I think that's a question I can ask. Where does opportunity um, come to play in all of this? And also, like, I wanted to mention that um, sometimes I think many of us downgrade our efforts, our skills, and call it luck. We are good at some things. We have taken steps to get some things. But because maybe we don't feel some type of way, or maybe the way it looks, we then think, okay, we got lucky to get this thing. We literally put in effort to get what we, what we got. And then I have one last question. This is where I'm going to stop. Um, I um, The Acrimony movie, right? The guy that did the um, battery. I don't know if any of us has watched it or remembers the storyline. But just taking the just the guy's part, um, where he was trying to get a battery to some companies and all those things. Would we say the guy was lucky or would we say he was hardworking? Thank you. Um. Damn, damn. Thank, thank, thank you very much for your submission. Um, if I heard you clearly, are you trying to say luck plays a very small role in the in the journey of success? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so um, I I I think the biggest contributor to to success in this day and age is the family you're born into. Do you agree with that? No, I don't. Okay. I would explain why I agree with that, why why I think that way. And I'll give an example. And then maybe you can counter me with another alternate scenario. So I'll, I'll be fine with that. All right. Okay. So I'll start with Bill Gates. Do you consider Bill Gates to be a successful person? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Do you know what family Big Great was born into? No, I don't. Definitely not an average family, by the way. So, secondly, yeah. do you know the kind of primary school Bill Gates attended? No. As I went, Bill Gates, Bill Gates primary school actually had mainframe computers in school, primary school, okay? Yeah. At a time when universities did not have computers. So, Bill Gates was in a primary school with access to mainframe computers at a time when universities did not have computers. So, he was in that school because he's from a rich family and they could put him in that kind of school. And that gave him a very, very big start ahead of his peers. What do you attribute that to? Did he choose his family? No, he didn't choose his family. So, is that luck? That's not luck. That's just his family background. Yeah, but what input did he have in that process? He didn't have any input because, so, I mean, he didn't choose the family he was born into. So, what do you call that? And the family has given him a very strong base to start his life ahead of many people. What's that if it's not luck? Because you don't choose your family, you can't really call what happens to you in life luck because yes, of so, how you were born. Yes, you've not chosen your family, but you cannot ignore the fact that that family is a very big part of whatever you've become. So what do we attribute that advantage to? What do we call that advantage? I still won't call it luck. I will just call it the family you were born into. And if I could come in, I mean, let's take musicians, for instance. Not all musicians who are blown now are... We're born into rich families. I mean, we can talk about some of the musicians we have in Nigeria, top three, top five, and everything. Would you say that the family they were born into is the reasons why they are successful? Some were born into successful families. We know, I, I, I we know say, some I names. I didn't say I didn't say every single successful person is from a successful family. No, what I said is the family gives you a very big advantage. That's that's what I said. So I'm not saying, and I'll, even even this same music scenario, I'm saying. I was in school with David Doe. David Doe was in 200 level. And he had a fully functional music studio in 200 level. That is a significant advantage for someone in 200 level. You cannot compare the David Doe story to the likes of Ashake that came from nothing. So whether we like it or not, that advantage is there. What do you call that advantage? Okay, let me, let me say this right. Um, the family you are born into can also influence what you define as success. Would you agree with me? I won't agree because you can come from a successful family and still be a, a monumental failure. You so guys, no, I, yeah. think, I, I, think, I think both of point, you need a moderator, right? Okay. And, I'll, and I'll be your moderator. And that, is why I come in, and that is why I come in now. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. can I, can so I David, speak now? David and Dam Dam, people are on different sides. Dam Dam, you can speak and then maybe not a question right. and an answer because so we are very different thoughts. So, yeah. All right, all right. So I will speak. Right, so what I mean by what I said earlier is... um what you would define as success when you come from a, from a good background, a wealthy background, wouldn't be the same for someone who has come from an average background. To me right now, I know my background. I will feel like one of the biggest things I've achieved is even moving to a different country. To someone who is from a wealthy background, they have done it time and over. It's not success to them. It's normal. To me, it's success. For someone from a wealthy background, he already has facilities. So what he's doing may not even be defined as success. If you call Ashake, looking for where Ashake is coming from, you would think that him being top top one or top anything in music industry is a success to him. Now, now haven't put that aside. Like what these people have done to be successful is literally the same set of things: putting, recording, making music for people, and there may be a bit of opportunity. 
Ashake, for instance, meeting Olamide, meeting Yemoli, meeting all of these guys, getting opportunity to get those gigs. Those are the things that, those are the efforts that Ashake has put to get successful. For the video, his family has enabled him to get those same things that Ashake had done by hustle. Do you get what I mean? So it's the same effort. You won't say Ashake is lucky because Ashake no, sang no, no. music. Do you get what I mean? So success is basically your you there's a there's a level of hard work. It's not reliant on luck. That's the point I made earlier. There's a level of hard work. I would say for me, for a family that is well to do, which is where you, where you're talking what you're talking about, there's already the family has enabled you to have those things that make success what it is, maybe at your beck and call. Do you get what I mean? Um, okay, yeah, we, we, we understand what you're saying, damn damn. Um, David, uh, please just drop your own hand down, David. Um, it's down. Okay. Let me just respond now. Your hand is still up, David. I don't know what's happening, but I've dropped it. Okay, now you've dropped it, as I can see. Damn, damn, thank you for your submissions. We understand what you're trying to say. And we will, um, David will have an opportunity to address what you've said later. So, David, I implore you to write what you want to say, your response. Let after. me say it once and for all now. Oh, yeah, you have two minutes, Max. Okay. So, I think... His submission now has moved away from the definition of luck to the definition of success. Um, what we were discussing was was luck. And my example of luck was the family you are born into. And my point was you don't have any influence on that process. And whether you like it or not, that plays a huge role in whatever advantage you get as to how you start your life. So that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. Not whether or not your journey was tougher, whether or not your journey was longer, whether or not you had to do more. The point is, if you were born into a David family, you are already born with an unfair advantage by default. If you don't call that luck, then I don't know what luck is. That's my submission. Thank you very much, David. Um, the next person on the speaker session is Iyala. Iyala, please, you have the mic. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I think, first of all, maybe we should define what luck is because the back and forth is really because people have varying definitions of what luck means. And I think a lot of people think that luck means the absence of merit or the absence of preparation or the absence of... That's not what luck means. You can be the most prepared, hardworking person and you will still benefit from a bit of luck. I think that that's something I want people to understand. So because somebody says you're lucky, it doesn't mean they're downgrading your efforts. It doesn't mean they're saying that you didn't work hard enough for that opportunity Luck literally means something that happens to you, good or bad, by chance, that you had no involvement in. So what David is saying, I tend to agree with. The family you were born into is not of your own choosing. So it's literally luck. It, you're lucky if you're born into a wealthy family. You're unlucky if you're not born into a wealthy family. It's as simple as that. Um, damn, damn, you asked for opportunity. What role does opportunity play in success? I think opportunity is another example of luck. Because you have no no um, no role in what opportunity comes your way and what doesn't. So the fact that you have a certain opportunity placed before you is entirely luck, in my in my opinion. Now, whether you are prepared or not is another matter. If you are prepared and you meet opportunity, you are lucky enough that your hard work and your preparation met the opportunity. So it wasn't your doing basically, that brought about that opportunity, which is why I said there are a lot of millionaires today who are millionaires only because they were lucky enough to be in the right place 
at the right time. So they didn't have any involvement in the opportunities that came their way. What they could control, however, is how prepared they were and the skills that they had. Um, nobody's saying hard work is not important. We all know it is. But I also think that the role of luck is being highly underestimated. Um, also, Dam Dam said about the movie Acrimony, the man worked hard, though. He worked hard, yes, on his, on his um, what's it called, on his project. In every aspect of life, he was useless. But he worked hard on the project, right, for years and years and years. But he was lucky enough to meet his cheating partner um, years later, you know, at a time that was crucial where she was in a position to help him. It was luck. He didn't, he didn't know where she lived. He didn't know that she had gotten a job in the company. He didn't, it wasn't of his own doing. It was mere luck that he met her at the time that he did and that she was working in that company at the time that she was. So if you can't call it luck, then I'm not sure what you want to call it. Was he prepared? Yes. Did he have the skills? Yes. Would he have gotten that breakthrough without luck? No. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But yeah, I use my mic, guys. Thank you very much, Yala. So if I understand what you're saying perfectly, you're saying um, <clears throat> luck meeting preparedness is what brings about the success in it. Yala? Correct, yes. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I think the next person on this on the speaker session is Ifoma. Ifoma, your hands were up, so you have the mic. After Ifoma, is going to be John. Oh, okay. I was just going to talk about one... Um... David and Damta were having like a their own mini space inside the space. Um, I feel like I was just gonna explain luck and hard work when they were saying, Oh, David and Ashake, like I tweeted, Ashake is grace, David is luck because David had all the right tools he needed. His family put him in that position. Like David said, he just needed one song. And even if he had not done music, I feel like he would have still been popular. His siblings are popular in their own respective fields or their success. Let me not say popular. They are successful in their own respective fields just because of the name they carry and the parts they have positioned them for. Unlike someone like Ashaked, I had to work twice as hard. He had to meet Yemoli, meet Olamide. He had to, that connection had to be there. Davido. I'm not saying it's not like he didn't need connection, but he had it. So I will call David lucky. I'll call Ashake Grace. So maybe that's the easiest way to define these things, actually for... Um, and Grace does not mean... It must not necessarily be God. It could be the universe just aligning for you, for those that don't believe in Grace. It could just be the universe aligning for you. There's just this upper power playing strings with your future. But david maybe that's the easiest way to look at it david is luck ashake is grace maybe that's the easiest way to have this conversation thank you thank you very much Ifoma. um john please you have the mic yep thank you very much everybody for this speak for sharing your um perspective and also for the to the host and to the co-host david and i don't know i can't see the other name very well is it Ulua? let's see here yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so I just when you guys are talking about you know success and and maybe opportunities and so on, you reminded me of a tweet I saw about two years ago. So I pulled it up for my bookmark. So I'm just going to read it briefly to you guys. So um I just start by saying, like, you know, 
forget hard work, forget talent. Access is a better determinant of the quality of your success. I will tell you why. So a smart A, a like a person A, a smart, hardworking Nigerian girl of upper middle class finishes from Vivian Fowler and goes to study statistics, economics, and finance in UCL. As an undergraduate, she interns at EY London and a London-based accounting firm. 12 years into her career, she is back in Nigeria and is executive director of finance and strategy of one of, the Niger of, one of Nigeria's telecom companies and racking in the plaudits. B, another person, a smart and hardworking Nigerian girl makes stellar grades in secondary school, skills jump, and is happily admitted to study accounting in a Nigerian university. For five years, she throws against a vexatious system and finishes frustrated by a less than the deserved result. She graduates with no internship experience unless she is schooled in Unilag or maybe OEU, and less than functional commercial slash industrial awareness. In one scenario, she gets retained in the university, which she accepts despite not being particularly interested in academia. She isn't much aware of the full implications of that, of the, of that choice. In 12 years, she's attending a conference and is lucky to listen to the executive director of finance and strategy of one of Nigeria's biggest telecom, which is person A, who has stinks in EY, Goodman Sachs, and IFC. In a second scenario, she graduates, she does, does an NYSC in JOS and probably ends up working in an accounting firm in JOS. She does not bother attend, attending conferences. She builds a modest career, which she accepts as much as she can. It could be worse. In third scenario, she tries to get commercial awareness, get a few roles in outfits in Lagos and 12 years down the line. She is. She advises a Nigerian startup, lives in Ikati, and drives an, a good Toyota. She's not doing bad. She might at, She might speak at a webinar or two. Success is measured differently. Yes, but it is bullshit to assume everyone, every success is co-equal. You can be very. You can barely reach your, your, your way out of implications of lack of success, which is why it is so damning. First, because with lack of access comes both lack of awareness of quicker things that make the difference between good and better, between doing fine and doing stellar, and lack of awareness of the and lack of awareness of the lack of awareness. You can you can't know what you don't know. You don't know. It's also termin because it barely ever depends on what you are or what you are or what you can do. It's also a factor of the things around you. If you don't have access, you don't have access. There's only a few scenarios which B becomes E D in 12 years. So most would involve be going for further studies, probably abroad, MBA from a business school in the top 20 Forbes waiting. These are a strong chance, but she isn't she hasn't going our way through though. An MBA is access, a master's is access, going abroad is access. We romanticize artwork and exalt talent. That is fine. But proceeds of access has have no equivalent. Like most things that are true, access is unfair. There's no equity. So yep. Can you can you slow it down so we can understand what you're saying, okay? Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm I'm always getting dark. Like I'm you that are I really fast. We love it. Sorry. Uh, okay. And also and also wrap it up if they can please. Like okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, yeah. So there's no equity. Just arbitrary conditions. We either enjoy or endure. Or strive to improve. Sometimes we cannot always. Yes. Yeah, so it's just basically saying that you know. Socks, um, what determines our success is the kind of access that we have, whether it is based on um, 
family or friends or those that are around us you can't just compare it to that of another person's success so you mentioned i think david mentioned compared when you talked about the gate having access to a computer a mainframe computer in secondary school while folks in university barely even have that so the they they'll most likely be having different thought process. So I believe like, you know, access is very important, whether it's due to maybe your parents or your friends or anything around you. Yeah, so that's just my submission. Thank you very much. Uh, John, before you go, can I ask you to take a picture of it and tweet it so I can tag it on the Jumbo Tron and others can re um, read it as well? All right, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I think I'll, I'll just put it on the Jumbo Tron. Yes, please. Thank you very yeah. much. All right. Thank you very much. Um, the topic, again, for those people who were not here when we started, it's on the Jumbotron. What is the role of luck in success? And uh, we've had several speakers already. And um, I think I love the ideas we've had all day already. And um, one of the things I've gotten to understand perfectly is the fact that uh, luck actually plays a very big role. However, preparedness is also very important for success. Uh, in as much as there are some people that believe that Luck is not, uh, it's not the the in thing. There are other school, there's another school of thought as well, that also um, you know, thinks that uh, luck is very very paramount when it comes to success. I think the most important thing uh, what we we need to get from this is the fact that if it's about hard work, people in the villages will be one of the wealthiest people today because they work so hard. They go to the farm and all that. I mean, but then luck, luck, luck as, as an independent factor, uh, it puts a lot of things into perspective. It puts a lot of things into consideration. And when we're talking about luck, we're talking about being at the right place, being with the right person, knowing the right person, you know, getting the right skill, and it's like it's it's more like an impossible thing that happens out of possibility. And 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 when it happens, of course, it's luck. Uh, Cindy said something. Was it Cindy that said it when she said most of the billionaires in Nigeria? Was it Cindy that said it? Most of no, the not me. So who's? Well, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Someone said something and said most of the billionaires in Nigeria are actually lucky. If I'm aware, you do one. No, it's seen the same. They say billionaires in Nigeria, no, yeah, they are lucky, but they, they don't know what to do with it because they are still competing to buy Omar G. Oh, yes, and buy Gele. Oh, yeah, I was saying that. They correct, said they're lucky because we're born in certain um family, yeah, yeah, they didn't do so much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, they said it. So, you see, it's when you say most of the billionaires are lucky, I mean, if we even look at it as well, you realize that let's take a look, let's take a look at Dangote as a person. The monopoly he enjoys as well is luck. He's luck because he has access. And there was something John said at the beginning of his statement. I don't know if he has tagged it, uh, if he has tagged it to the Jumbotron. And he said something about um, having access. Access is also very important when in, in the grand scheme of things when we're talking about success. You know, you could, you could be very hardworking, but you need access. You need to be plugged to the source. And... Um, no matter how hard you work, if you're not plugged to the source, most times, uh, most often than not, it's impossible for you to get the breakthrough that you are looking for. So yes, uh, luck goes hard. Luck goes a very, very long way. Luck goes a very, very long way. Nams, um, can you can you actually? When we're talking about luck in this essence, can you actually 
try and help us differentiate between lock and access, lock and, um, you know, hard work. Can you actually help us differentiate? Them? Okay, thank you, guys. Uh, John, that was a very good uh, submission. I think uh, David did touch um, on that earlier when we were talking about environmental factors and uh, resources. So, uh, let's see, you used Dangote as an example. Well, for me, um, I wouldn't say that's more of luck. To me, it's crony capitalism. There's something we call crony capitalism because, I mean, one man cannot enjoy all. <laughs> sorry, let's see. All yeah. that. You're actually a finance girl. Yeah. You are. No, see, you are on. Look, you made the wrong choice. Sorry. What, what do you say? I understand the concept of capitalism. Yeah, that's yeah. But I, I'm. Th we're talking about in the grand scheme yeah. of things now. We're in the kind of environment and society where we find ourselves as Nigerians. We we understand the we understand the, the lock factor in all of this. I mean, we, while as much as we want to owe it to capitalism, we should also consider the fact that it is the lock he has due to the access which he has garnered over the years as well. So yes, you can go on as well. Okay, so um, I'll leave uh, that of Dangote. So for me, I won't classify that as lock. It's more of um, from the greed um, side of things. So. Um, so what's what was your second um, uh, question again on that? Sorry. Yeah, I said, well, how how do you how do you um, how do you consider lock vis-a-vis -vis access? Well, uh, for me, access uh, is all about networking. It depends. Your environment plays um, in fact the major role when it comes to access because um, I'll use um, the example I used earlier. A child that went to, let's say, Eton College, and after graduating from Eton College, maybe proceeds to MIT, Stanford, or Yale to study economics, finance, maybe history, geography, and all of that. Then after that, that particular uh, student gets a role as uh, an associate with one of the biggest investment banks in the world. And then years after, he's maybe a director or a managing director. He's more likely to succeed in life compared to a child that attended maybe one something something grammar school in somewhere in Nigeria then. Just like what uh, John said earlier and also which I said earlier. So when it, when you talk about access, it's all about reach, the network of friends you have, the people you know, the connections you've made over the years. And most times, it's not even your connection, it's connections that, that have been passed on to you from generation to generation. I mean, a very good example, of course, most of your um, Silicon Valley uh, billionaires we have today and even most of the top investment bankers we have if you study their background very well you notice that um they came from a very wealthy and affluent family these are the connections that we made generations ago i mean a, a good example is um the rothschild family of course their kids are still scattered all over america and then all over the world they are all billionaires and then top millionaires so that that's what me i see as access it's all about reach it's all about connection that's what you see People spend thousands of dollars, pounds, you know, to send their kids, aside the rich, to the best schools and colleges in the world. So that's what, to me, that's what access is. It's all about buying that uh, uh, connection. So, I think I want to add to what um, Nam said about access in terms of, like, what it buys, how it buys connections. I grew up in Benin City. I think I've said that one million times in space. But because I grew up in Benin, I grew up in a certain area of Benin, and I went to certain schools, 
the people that I know to date that I was telling someone that if I need a chief justice now, I'll just call my friend's dad. And that's what going to that school has done for me. I went to Babcock and when because of I went to Babcock, the people that I know today, my God, this is that they are is insane. When I came to the UK and I was looking for a job then, I wanted to apply to Google and I checked on their employee list and I saw a friend of mine there that I knew back in 200 level, sent me a DM, like, guy, how far, can you, how did you get into Google? He's like, call me, called him. Next thing, he recommended me for the role. I got the interviews, scaled through everything. This is because of the access that I had to that person. Now, maybe anyone could have DM'd him and he would have listened, but why did he trust me? Because one, he see me. Two, I went to Babcock and he knows that people that go to Babcock are in my set. He knows what I finished school with. He knows me as a person, but that access is something that, I got because of like what my parents have created for me. So I don't, I feel like just to add to everyone's conversation here, everyone has a different definition of what they have or how they perceive luck. I won't say how they define luck or how they perceive luck, how they perceive success. I think this space, we will not all get to one definition or one, one whole holistic like definition or agreement, right? But it's good to know that everyone is saying things differently and it's quite interesting because luck in itself is very 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 diverse and when you really ask billionaires sometimes some of them will tell you that some things i worked hard for something i was lucky because they too what we perceive as that billionaire is a very lucky billionaire his father was this person it's not only just that right davido's dad was very rich and gave him access to the best music studio like that david mentioned it was very big in babcock then very amazing he had like white instructors that were teaching them like piano and shit like that but David Doing himself is actually a very hardworking musician as a person, right? Did the luck in the beginning help him? But is that what's making him skilled today? I would say not. Since that cannot help him buy out all the tickets in O2, can he? So I don't know. It's very diverse too. Luck can get you somewhere, but hard work will get you to the door in all honesty. In, in fact, Cindy, so. thank you very much. I wanted to... Uh, was it uh, Dam Dam or who that used David and Ashake as an example? So I wanted to ask him then that if Ashake was to be born into an affluent family, will Ashake be as talented as Davido? Yeah, of course, Davido had all the resources and all of that. But from my own perspective, he, he worked very hard. I mean, it's not easy, just like what you said, to go to shows internationally and then sell out uh, uh, what's he called, stadiums and all of that, the arena where you get to hold this uh, music concert. So to me, it's all about hard work as well. Yeah, he had the resources, everything at his disposal. But then again, he has worked. He's still working hard. He has worked so hard to get to where he is today. So, um, um, so you go on. Okay, so I just wanted to add to something Cindy said because if you're talking about Davido and the likes, eh? Look at DJ Copy, for instance. No shade to her. Uh, she's from a wealthy home, right? She's she's comfortable, do you understand? But would you say she's a successful DJ? I doubt that, do you understand? Because she's really not doing what she's supposed to do. So does she have the opportunity? Yes. Was she born into a wealthy home? Yes. But at the end of the day, her skills are not enough, do you understand, to get her to where she needs to be as a successful DJ, do you understand? So yes, Davido was born into a wealthy home, right but his resilience his hard work his talent as well also paved the way for him i just wanted to add that 
Thanks. Thank you. Me. Thank you very much, Faye. Um, I think um, Wolf. Shins, just just before to... Wolf, just, just just before Shina say something, I want to I want to um, emphasize something Cindy talked on. She said there are diverse views. There are many valid arguments, and I don't use that to market this just ninety minutes again because that's really what this is about. That is exactly what these conversations are about. For people to just talk from different angles, different perspectives, and everybody will make sense, even though they're saying different things. So, um, yeah, that's what it is about. So, for any future space you see us hosting, that's the nature of what these things are. Um, Chino, over to you. Yeah, good evening, everyone. Uh, joined a bit late. Uh, so, speaking on the topic, uh, what role uh, does luck play in success? Uh, well, luck plays a very big role because the first stroke of luck anyone can get in this life is the family or country or environment you're born into. Like, that's the first, <laughs> that's the first stroke of luck. Like, and you don't choose that. Nobody chooses that. So, wherever you find yourself. And if you listen to, if you're someone that reads a lot and someone that listens to, um, all the successful people from Bill Gates to um, Steve Jobs. So if you read their biography and everything, you will see when they tell you they always have that stroke of luck. Everyone, every success story, there's always that stroke of luck that is needed. Uh, it might not, it might not be something big. It might not be something that has like the greatest impact in their story. But I can tell you, everyone will always need that stroke of luck in their success story. So that's just the simple thing I wanted to add. Thank you very much, Shrins. Um, Afario Gumizro, yeah, you, you, you have the mic, please. Hey, uh, you on. have the you have you have three minutes. Hey, hey, hey! How's everybody doing? What's going on? What what we doing? Are we doing like a summer beach party or what? Yeah, we're having a summer beach party at Bromont, July twenty second. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's Europe, right? Uh, hold on a minute. Where are you? What what's your location? Uh Texas. Oh, we're in the UK. Sorry exactly, about that. Man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do, but... do you want to talk about the topic we have on the space today, please? What's the, the topic? What's the top? I'm trying to read it. It's like I'm seeing David Doe, I'm seeing ta uh talent, artwork, you know. I'm seeing a couple of uh Okay, um, moving on. Um, yeah, David, do you have something to say? Um, do I have something to say? I'll say let's use the next two minutes to talk about the summer beach party. Yeah. And yeah, okay. and also for every other person in the community that that has any business that they would like to advertise or whatever on this platform, please, it's for everybody. By all means, reach out and we'll put you up there. And if you want to talk about it. We are happy to give you one or two minutes to talk about your business. So let's see over to you. Okay, yeah. Um, thank you very much, David. For those of us who are yet to um, see our flyers, it's um, tagged at the Jumbotron. And um, like you already know, we're having a beach hangout. We're having a beach hangout. 
and <laughs> oh my god okay yeah we're having a beach hangout and uh, uh sorry <laughs> let's see what they thought you were doing. <laughs> <As> in... <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what if mama please can you come and talk about the beach hangout <laughs> ah oh my. they don't they rap let's see like shawarma oh. if mama are you there what up? I don't understand if you guys can hear you to talk. Why would you oh, think a married man like this? Now, now, please, can you talk about the beach hangout? Don't mind me, I'm just joking. Sorry, the wolf, can you please allow me advertise my business? Sorry, boss. <laughs> okay, Um. good evening, everyone. So, on behalf of EG, we're just inviting you to the summer beach hangout. It's going to be happening in Bournemouth. We're having... Lots of food, lots of drinks, lots of games. Come and network, come and meet people. Maybe you'll meet the lucky person that will make you successful. It's just people that came for the 1.0, they knew how it was. The vibe was real. People made lifelong friendships from there. I think that was the first time I met Cindy and she became my daughter's mother. She snatched my daughter. She adopted my daughter like almost immediately. So I would say buy your tickets. Tickets are selling out fast. And... You don't want Express to leave you because I will not allow favor video anybody. So if you are not there, you are missing out. There will be no video for you to see. You will just hear that we had fun, vibes on vibes. So come with good vibes. Come with your points. Forget about the whole stop picking shifts. Next of King, go use your money to do Dorime. Flex. Come and enjoy. Come and relax this summer. This is a once in a summer event just come meet if from a, on a scale of one to ten what on a scale of one to ten what, what, what how how many percent are we expected to have fun on that day ha scale of one sorry unfortunately we don't do one to ten it's one to hundred and we come with hundred <laughs> sorry so you know eg it's always fun it's always Laughter is always enjoyment. So if you're ready to enjoy, if you're ready to join, what should we wear? Can we come naked? Come with your pants and bra. If you're coming to your birthday suit, if you've gone to talking to the BBL, please come. Let's admire God's creature. So you cannot allow the fupa, the fupa come outside. It's BBL based. See, forget fupa, fupa. Um, Any fupa is part of the is part of God's. Okay, thank you very much, Ifoma. Sorry for muting you. Um. Like she has said, we are going to be expecting you at Bournemouth on the 22nd of July. If you haven't booked your accommodation, your coach, or your train tickets, please kindly do that. We're expecting you. And um, if you're looking for partners or anything you're looking for or helpers, you will definitely get them at Bournemouth. I can promise you that. So, ladies and gentlemen, Please, please, please. Uh, we are looking forward to see massive. Exp- uh, not, not like I had anything in particular to say, but um, again, thanks for for joining. It was a really nice conversation. It was well, it was relaxed. Just what I wanted. Um, thanks for your contribution. Thanks for your submission. Thanks for your debate. Thanks for your argument. Thanks for your definition. Everything. Um, yeah, and I just want to say thank you because. I actually want to play a song before we end the night because I had my music was bad at the beginning, so I can't be wasting such amazing DJ skills, even though I'm not from a rich family. Um, but I work hard at this, so um, you guys will listen to some of my mixes for the next three minutes. 
And if you have anything to say, drop in the um, comments or on the tier and we'll take it from there. Thank you very much. Um, see you guys again same time next week. It's just 90 minutes.